transitioned to heaven. She didn't die. <laughs> she took an address change. Right. Amen? Amen. <sighs> Several are going to be, if you have something you want to share, I'm going to open this up in just a little bit. Take the microphone and come up here and share uh, memories or thoughts concerning Sister Marigail, because this is a memorial service. Amen. Amen. But people say, well, is, was that a faith failure? She passed away? Lord God, that was a faith victory. She should have been gone 20-some years ago. If it wasn't for her faith, she wouldn't have lived past 45. Amen. And this is real unusual for us at Embassy of Christ International because we don't have these things very often. Do you know why? Because the strength of the spirit of life is in everything we breathe, teach, preach, and do. Amen. People say, well, I don't know about that church thing. You know, I'm not too much into that church thing. Well, you need to be into that church thing where it is the body of Christ, and it's not just religious, because in this room and in this broadcast, because these words are creating vibrated spirit everywhere you are. This is a beautiful thing about broadcast ministry, media ministry. This is being broadcast, and wherever you are picking up right now, your eardrums are effect, feeling the effects of vibrated, amen, sound waves. Amen. And when the spirit of life is in everything that is ministered, it has an effect. This is why the Word of God says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. It's not just so you can go be a church folk. Church folk. Amen. Amen. Church person. Church folk. It's because when you're in the assembly, amen, the assembly now, remember I've taught you about the difference between a gathering and an assembly. You can have a swing set gathered in a box in your backyard, but it's of no use until it is assembled. Amen. Amen. An assembly is the body of Christ functioning. Form, fit, and function. Old engineering terms I've used for many, many decades. Form, fit, and function. You can have great form, have great fit, but if you don't have any function, kind of useless. Assembling together in the name of Jesus brings forth the edifying of the entire body from joint to joint. That's each one of us, joint to joint, the members of the body of Christ. And what's happening? Glory to God. Um, they, uh, the visit, some of you probably went, I know some of us did, a group of us uh, were there at the same time yesterday for the visitation for Sister Mary Gail's uh, homegoing. And they actually were having, because the family needed this to happen this way, they had a, uh, a funeral this morning at 10.30 Central Time. And we shared with the family, we'll be having a memorial service. So they're going to be catching this recording on the website so they can be involved in this. And, and uh, Stacy, Doug, uh, all of your family, we love you. We're with you. You know that. We were with you yesterday, but we're with you going forward. Praise God. Amen. And so is the Word and the Holy Ghost. So I think about these scriptures that I usually use at the interment when we do the final ceremony at the gravesite. It's from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 
Verse 54, it says, So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. I, I can just hear Mary Gill's cackle, cackling laugh right now. Death is swallowed up in victory. Amen. O oh, death, I love this, where is your sting? O oh, grave, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren and sisters, you be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. amen. Isn't that awesome? Yes. Praise God. Amen. There are so many things I'd like to share. I'm not going to take the time to. I'm sure they'll come forward as we, as we go forward. And I don't want to... Uh, don't want to uh, possibly share a story that one of the others of you are going to share, but I think about Mary Gale being with us when we go caroling. It's cold, it's dark, it's windy, it's cold, it, Nicole looked up. It's cold, isn't it, Nicole? <laughs> and Mary Gale, she just make up for it by singing louder. I, I just love her joy. In fact, I think it was, the, I think the last time that we were sharing this yesterday with Stacy. Uh, the last time that, because we believe in jump, shout, spin about, and run in this church. Amen. Amen. And I think the last time that, that someone ran was Marigale that took off. And I was up here because she took off. And I said, don't you all let her run alone. And a bunch of you took off and ran, ran with her, ran laps. Amen. <laughs> so I got this word from the Lord this morning, Sister Janice. You've got Marigale's anointing on you now to lead this. Don't you, be, don't you go conservative on us. And you're wearing purple, which was Mary Gale's favorite color. Our cross has got purple behind it. Amen. Amen. And so um, we're not going to go conservative now. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We are conservative morally, but we're not going to be <laughs> held back or restrained is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Praise God. This, 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 this hits me every time that a child of God, a son or daughter of God goes home because the Apostle Paul said, you know, it would be far better. He didn't just say better. He said far better for me to depart and to be with the Lord. But it'd be better for you if I stay, so I'll stay. But, he's, but the Word of God, this is Scripture, says it is far better for us to depart and be with the Lord. And we were talking along these lines the other day, and, uh, and, <laughs> and Tori said, Dear Lord, Pastor, Mary Gale's got hair. Amen. <laughs> now, I, she's, not, she's not here physically right now, so I'm not, you know, embarrassing her. But, you know, if all of, most of you who know Mary Gale know that she wore a wig because she had been attacked. And what was supposed to really just, you know, just really bother a person and stifle them, didn't stifle her, throw, throw a wig on her head and go. And that, that thought hit me. She's got a full head of hair. Isn't that good? But this is what it means when the Word of God says, to be absent from the body 
is to be present with the Lord for a believer. When a, when a, when a Christian's body happens to come into a condition that it cannot contain the person's spirit and soul any longer, the child of God's spirit departs. That's not death. They say she died, he died. That's not death. The day you got born again, your old spirit man died, and your dying days are over. Amen. You're an eternal being, a spirit person with a soul in a body. Amen. Amen. And just because the body can't contain your spirit any longer doesn't mean you die. It just means you, 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 you transition to your heavenly home. Amen. Amen. I love this song. Beauty, Mary Girl's got beauty for ashes. Joy for mourning. Amen. Amen. And I don't ever remember seeing a fear. Oh, I've seen her concerned. In fact, I'll tell this little story. I remember the first time, this years ago, that she was in the hospital and I walked in the room and she didn't have her wig on and she didn't have a hair head on her a hair on her head. Amen. Amen. And I walked in and she said, oh, pastor, she said, here we go. This is the real me. I said, Mary God wouldn't expect anything else but the real you. That's all I've ever seen out of you is the real you. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Yeah, you want to do that now? It's, 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 been, it's been brought to my attention and, and I knew this, but I didn't really understand how much that, and Julia and Mary Gail were on assignment in the Super Kid Academy for a long time now. You guys shared the same Sundays in there. And so uh, once you get that ready, Curtis, don't put it up just yet, but have it ready because I'm going to give you the, that in just a moment. The Mary Gail loved to read to the children. She loved to read. Well, she spent over 20 years in the Evansville Central Library. Amen. Amen. Retired from there. I didn't realize that. I, I knew that, but I had kind of forgotten that. She loved to read to the children and hold them and love on them. Amen. She loved to read to them. So at the unction of the Holy Ghost, Embassy of Christ is going to, as long until the rapture occurs, as long as we are here until the rapture occurs, we are creating, there's going to be a big plaque made, mounted, um, and framed, and put in our children's ministry while it's here. Because if you've been in there recently, you know we now have uh, cellular operations in there. We go from area to area. The children do. They have different areas of operation, but there is a reading room in there. So we are naming, in honor of Sister Marigail, the Mary Gail Williams Super Kid Academy Reading Room, and it'll be on the wall in there as long as this church remains until the rapture. Put it up. If this is not the exact border that we'll use, but it is, it, we're going to have one custom made. Because um, and, and what did she always say? How, if she said it once, she said it a thousand times. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Amen. So going forward. And, and we're going to have one of these made also to give to Stacy and Doug for their family. Amen. So they know. But this also have, it will have on it also Embassy of Christ International. Uh, but the Spirit of God has, has really spoken clearly. Um, we're going to 
have remembrance of the anointing. Amen. Amen. Let Sister Mary Gail carry. Pastor Trey, you want to come and share? I'm not out of words. I just think I better get you up here to share or I'm going to take up too much time. So um, I just wanted to read this. Stacy had been communicating with Julie quite a bit because Julie is our engagement person in the church. She does communications and different things uh, to make sure the body is together and communicating and is welcomed and all that. She's really good at that. And uh, so uh, I, I reached out to... Stacy as well. <clears throat> and when I read Mary Gail's obituary, it just came on me. The Holy Spirit came on me, and I, I wrote something for, for Stacy and for the rest of you. Embassy of Christ International has had a beautiful, faith-filled sister in the Lord and member of our congregation move her residence to heaven and is with the Lord. Mary Gale was a faithful, consistent member of EOCI for over 10 years and served in our children's ministry department as a children's minister focusing on reading to the children and holding and loving them. She was an honorable, integrous, joyful, outspoken, and exuberant woman of God who also attended the women's fellowship called WOW, or Women of the Word, bringing laughter to us all. Often Mary Gale was known to sing and dance, praising the Lord with such fervency, proclaiming his love. She was such an overcomer through many situations and circumstances in her life, yet through every one of them, she would always attain victory from her Savior and Lord, Jesus Christ. Mary Gale will always be remembered by her expressions of joy and her exuberant speaking of the obvious presence of the Spirit of the Lord in our worship, worshiping together as a congregation. Amen? Amen. From time to time, she brought both friends and family to join her in worship at Embassy of Christ. Such a wonderful example of faith and love in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Pastors Robert and Sherry Gregory and each member of Embassy of Christ will miss her presence with us. But we also have great assurance of her joy in the presence of the Lord, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You know, that's the one thing that as a Christian, as a born-again Christian in Christ, we have. Joy in Him, knowing that we are eternal beings. And like Pastor Bob said, when our bodies can't hold our spirits any longer... It doesn't mean the end of our life. We go on eternally. So there's no reason for any kind of sorrow or downheartedness. Yes, we miss having that person's presence in our, in our fellowship. But we know that person is so rejoicing. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. No reason for grief or deep sorrow that we can't get out of. Yes, it's okay to cry. It's okay to... To, to reminisce and, and honor, but no more of this religious spirit that says, oh, oh, oh. no, we don't do that. Amen. We know where she is Amen. and what Amen. she's doing. We know without a shadow of a doubt, don't we, guys? Amen. 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 Hallelujah.
Praise God. Well, I'd like to open it up. Um, James has a microphone here. I don't know if you want to go first. Are you ready? Okay. For each of you that want to share concerning Mary Gill to come on up and... and uh, Share your heart. Don't feel like you have to, but you sure are welcome to. Praise God. I've got something I'll read in just a minute, but I just, I, every time I think about Mary Gill, I think about when, when we used to have our Sunday night meetings at our home, at my, Julie and I's house, and she was generally the first person to show up every Sunday. She was there, and of course, we, we shared a meal together. We uh, we got in the Word. We had a we had a great time. Mary Gail was always there. She her, she always brought her joy with her. Amen. And uh, and it, it was it was great to have her and have her in our home, have her in in our presence, and and just spend time with with her. We usually got 15, 20 minutes with her before ever. Yeah, sometimes she showed up an hour early. It didn't matter. She knew she was welcome, and she yeah. knew uh, she knew our doors were open. But uh, but it was it was joyful to watch her, and and to be with her, and to and to just spend time with her about. Uh, and she was always talking about Jesus. Yeah. She she loved her kids. She loved Stacy and Doug. She talked about Chris often. Yes, and uh, she loved all her grandkids. But uh, mostly, she talked about Jesus, and and the 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 relationship she had with him, and that was it was just powerful to to be around her and and to be with somebody, especially who had been through as much as she has and overcome what she had overcome. Amen. So she didn't she didn't back down from the devil. He may have attacked her over and over, but she won and she won and she won. Hallelujah. So it was Amen. it was good. But um my mother sent me a text message. Praise God. And uh she didn't tell me to read it, but she'll kick me when she sees me if she didn't want it read. <laughs> but I'm gonna read it. So um <laughs> but uh she's online, I know it. But um I saw that before I came up here. But she said Mary Gail was a beautiful lady of God. She was always had a smile for everyone. I had the privilege of spending time with her and others in Clarksville, Tennessee at a conference of Dr. Barclays. She did. She stayed in a uh, group of us, got a, got a house a couple years ago when, when Dr. Barclay had a conference in, uh, um, in Clarksville, Tennessee, and we all stayed together and got a lot of fellowship time in there. Mary Gill even rode with us there, so it was, it was awesome to, to get, that, uh, get that time with her. But... Um, but And she says, yes, she lived in the joy of the Lord. Yes, she is with Abba Father and is waiting for the rest of us. Now we will honor her with more joy in the Lord and pick up her baton and keep going because the joy of the Lord is our strength. We love you and we'll miss you. And, uh, but, yeah, that, I mean, that brings back the thought of the, those. Mary Gill was always ready to go somewhere. If she found out we were going anywhere to a conference or, right. or wherever, she's like, well, how can I go to that? Yeah. And uh, can you got room in your car? She said, I can't drive that far, but I will, uh, <laughs> I'll ride anywhere you'll take me. <laughs> so um, so any time we could and had room, we'd, we'd take Mary Gail with us. Yes. And, and it, was, it was awesome to, to be with her and, and, 
and get to spend that time with her. But uh, we will miss her, miss seeing her around. But praise God, we look forward to the time we can see her again. Yes, and amen. we know that that day's coming. Amen. So glory to praise God. Praise God, we're we're looking forward to it. Thank you, James. Praise God. Who'd like to go next? While someone's getting ready, Rob, come right in. Not only was Marigal one of the first to show up, she was usually one of the last to leave. She loved fellowship. Come on, Rob. She did. Amen. So a lot of people didn't know, but uh, Mary Gale was my table mate in uh, SMTI. And, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I can remember, she went, Rob, Rob, what did he just say? What, what'd you write down? What'd you write down? <laughs> but anybody that knew her knew that she loved the Lord and she loved each and every one of us and she was just she was just a person that was completely full of love yeah. but you know I, 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 I'm thinking about uh, Pastor Bob be up here and he'd be fiery be preaching and you know spirit moving and everything and all of a sudden you hear we're off to see the wizard the wonderful wizard of Oz <laughs> <laughs> <That's so true. laughs> That was her ringtone, and she would always be trying to fumble, trying to turn it off because she felt so embarrassed, and of course nobody held it against her. Everybody told her it was okay, you know, but um, we know for a fact that uh, when she went home that uh, um, we know where she went, and we know that God got one heck of a warrior. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. We love you, Sister Mary Gail. Amen. Love you, Rob. Praise God. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate that. Those angels have no excuse to not know what to do, right? Amen. <laughs> I'm going to go next before everyone takes all my Mary Gale stories. <laughs> Rob. Oh, it's okay. Um, Curtis has got a little clip for us here in just a second. Um, yes, so Mary Gale was my, oh, here we go. Mary Gale was my super kids partner. Um, I want to reassure you parents that she poured into your children every day. Every Sunday that we were in there, um, she would pour into them. I got one. I got okay. it. I brought it. I knew better. <laughs> she would pour into them. Um, she loved to hold Dominic when he was little. She loves all the little babies, but she, I can't look at you, Tori. Um, <laughs> she, would, um, she would always be the first to scoop up Dominic when he was little and just lay him on, his on her shoulder and just bounce and pat, bounce and pat. And he did so wonderful with her. Um, until the day we found crayons on the wall. And <laughs> I don't think I can quite do it justice when she said, oh God, there's crayons. What do we do? And I said, where? And she said, right there. And it was the whole wall. <laughs> and we tried to figure which child was tall enough to do it. And it was Andrew. And she scooped him up and loved on him while I tried my best to clean it off. <laughs> Because we had just got into this room, and we were told, keep it clean and decent and in order, and it was not. It was a disaster, and Tori saved us with the, um, with the Mr. Clean the next week, and it's, it's all taken off there, and everything is good. Um, but her, her sheer panic, what do we do? I'm not telling pastor, you're telling pastor. You're in charge in here, I'm just the second help. I said, okay, I'll take the blame for this one, but it was not my kids. You, you tell them that, right? Um, Sunday evenings. She brought enough fruit salad to feed an army, right? <laughs> and it was always still the best. And I don't know that there was anything overly special about it other than it was what Mary Gail brought every Sunday. 
every Sunday evening that we got together. Um, And she always offered to send some home. Nobody would take enough of it that she said, well, I'll just eat it this week, right? (laughs) She loved it. I think that's part of why she always brought it. So she'd have it left over for the week, right? Um, Every time she would leave, every time I would talk to her on the phone, love you, girl. I've got a voicemail saved. Love you, girl. And I will never delete that, even if I have to get a new phone. Um, Every time I worked the door and she came in, we would joke that I had to make sure I didn't put hand sanitizer on her forehead and her thermometer in her hand instead of the thermometer here. And and she'd come in and she'd go, right, just to make sure, because I'd always joke, which is which hand, right? Um, She also offered to ride basically with the luggage on our way to our women's meeting. Because unfortunately, the car place gave us a Tahoe instead of a Suburban. And when you take a whole lot of ladies to Michigan, you have a whole lot of luggage to Michigan. And not a, not a complaint, not a grouch, but you couldn't see her the entire trip to Indianapolis <laughs> until she got in with Joanne, until we switched and got in with Joanne. Um, and then when she got there, she also allowed all of us to see her without her wig. And she basically told us, if you don't like it, go back to Indiana. Because <laughs> right? I'm staying here with, Pastor, with Dr. Barclay's church, and I don't wear this at bedtime. So um, I want to reassure her family that as much as she loved her church, she talked about you guys all the time. Every Sunday that I was in there with her, there was a story about someone. I won't share those stories, right? I don't want to embarrass anyone, but um, she loved each of you so much. Even if she spent her time on Sundays here with us, she always talked about the family reunion coming up or the birthday party or everything that she had going on, everything that was happening. Um, We do have a small little clip that that Curtis is going to play just because Rob is correct that um, in the middle of any sort of service, you would always hear... But she also told me one time that um, she really didn't even necessarily care for that movie. It was the loudest ringtone she could find that she could hear her phone in her purse. (laughs) So whenever it would go off, it was turned as loud as it could, right? And everything was ready. So um, I think Tori's got a quick something to share. She's getting getting something set up real quick. working on it because I hear our phone ringing. So I'm going to kind of gradually go this way and I'll let her take over as soon as she's got it set up. Thank you, Julie. Thank you for the time. Praise God. So this is what it's about. This is what church is about. When we say no more church as usual, we go away from performance, religious performance, and into family impartation. Amen. I always think about this. I see the love and the outpouring that happens typically around a funeral. Just the outpouring of family and, and love. And it's just, you know, people come together that haven't been together a long time. And they make, they make themselves available to each other. Come ahead when you're ready. That they, that they really mean that they've not made in a long time. And that's what we've been called into. We've been called into the fellowship of sonship in Christ Jesus with the Father. We not be, amen. amen. We've not been called into the fellowship of religion, Christian religion. And that's what Mary Gail's experiencing right now. Amen. 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 And many of our others, brothers and sisters and family members that are in Christ Jesus that have gone home ahead of us. 
Are we there? Almost. Almost. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. Yeah, we do. There's some there's some other ones on there, but I just I appreciate everything that everyone said um, so far. It's I mean, Julie, wow, that was you summarized it excellently. And uh, she was Mary Garrell was filled with the spirit. I mean, that's the best yeah. way that I can explain it. So fired up, so connected. I mean, I delight thinking of her up there, you know, in that reunion. Yeah. Because it was dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. She is she thought she was thrilled here on earth. Man, I can't wait. I can't wait to see her. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm putting on something that um, pastors asked me to share for you guys, and I think it'll bless all of you. Um, I will. It's not there yet. So if you want to fill the void for about 20 seconds. 20 seconds? <laughs> I can preach a message in 20 seconds. <laughs> Praise God. Well, I think about this when I think about Mary Gale. And that is an intentional, because she and I talked a lot of times. Her faith was intentional. Her joy was intentional. She, di she didn't just have an anointing of joy that nobody else has. She intentionally tapped into the reservoir of the joy of the Lord that was in her spirit. Amen. And I think that, for every one of us, is a great example. Amen. To intentionally tap in. You know, there's a lot of concern in the world today. There are a lot of things. I hope you're not even watching the news except for Victory News and Flashpoint. That's right. The rest of it, I'm telling you, it's not worth watching. Amen. There's no sense in listening to it. It's garbage. It's tainted at least. It's just going to be negativity. But even on watching world events through the filter of faith, there's a lot of negativity. But the Word of God says... The darkness can't put out the light. It can't comprehend the light. It can't diminish it or put it out. It can't blend with it. Amen. And we're light in a dark world. Amen. So intentionally. Are we close? Um, we have one more. One more. That's all right. That's okay. <laughs> Praise God. What Tori is about to pull up. You want me to preface this? Or you? Sure. Go ahead, Tori. She's about to pull up. A message that Marigal left on the church phone number here. You know the one call now messages that I send out? Well, I actually do those from my cell phone, but it shows up that they come from the church phone. So she had called the church phone, and I didn't get this We're message. Here. What's that? We're here. We're here? Okay. But this is the last message that Marigal left herself on the church uh, phone. I'm up in the hospital again. I, I was retraining fluids, and I I, everything was, I was just getting fluids in my lungs, fluids in my legs, and they're trying to get all the fluid off my body. I love you, and I need, I like your prayers, because i got to get my butt out of here, and I love all of you, and I'll we'll get there as soon as I can. Bye-bye. You know my number, 812-453-3286. Love you all. Wow. <laughs> you want to go ahead and share? <laughs> I don't think I can either. <laughs> my dad would say my eyes are starting to sweat. Um, it's a beautiful thing to have that voice recorded, isn't it? 
And uh, glory to God. What an example. What an example. Amen. Thank you, Tori and Curtis, for getting that to happen. Praise God. Anyone else you'd like to share? Okay. Come right here, Pastor Jerry. You know, it's, uh, it's very vital that each one of us allow God to fill us completely with His Spirit. Yes. And Mary Gill was an example of that. And she didn't put a division between herself and her loved ones or herself and anyone because she was baptized in the Holy Ghost. She was allowing love to work through her genuinely every part of her day, every day that she lived. She continued to play cards with her friends. She would go, even uh, her sister Kathy was telling me uh, that they, they went shopping. Um, another friend uh, said that w they went to yard sales and and she went to a cruise, Julie just reminded me, every year. Um, Mary Gill was a woman who didn't hold back. Amen. And uh, I'll never forget when her son passed on and her whole family gathered in that room and sang praise and worship to Jesus, yep. song after song. And I know that that was part of Mary Gill's influence on her family. And uh, yesterday when we went to the home going uh, viewing, um, her family was exuberant about her church. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're her church. Uh, they really, really enveloped us with their love too. So this is just an example of what we have in the body of Christ as a family, brothers and sisters in the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So, Embassy of Christ International Faith Family, let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we give you glory. Father, these covenant promises that you made in the blood of Jesus to us and for us, we thank you, Father. They, they are, in, in especially in times like this, they are realities to us. Not just promises, but realities. Our hope, our trust, the full weight of our lives rest on you, on the works of Jesus and the blood of Jesus. And we thank you, Father, that the reality, the truth, the highest form of reality is that Mary Gail has transitioned, her spirit and soul have transitioned to heaven with you. In your arms, Father, in your presence, in Jesus Christ, and will never, ever be out of your presence. And Father, we thank you that our first reunion with Marygill will be in the clouds when Jesus raptures the church out off the earth. We thank you, Father, that Marygill will be with him and all of our other brothers and sisters that have gone home to be with you. And their bodies will rise and meet their spirits and souls in the air, and then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in Christ Jesus. And forever we will all be with you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for this reality, not just a religious promise, but this reality 
Thank you, Father, for manifesting the fact that Elijah and Moses had gone to be with you and came back and manifested themselves on the earth. Thank you, Father, that Enoch has been raptured to you. Thank you, Father, that Jesus has manifested himself alive on the earth <laughs> after his passion in his body. We give you glory, Father. And we thank you, Lord, for a fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost right now. As we go forward in, in love, in joy, in peace, in strength, in the spirit of seeing and knowing, we rejoice, Father. We thank you that you gave us your life through our sister, Mary Gail Williams, and that you've allowed us to experience your life in and through her, and that she allowed us to experience you through her. And we rejoice over her in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Would say, Woo! <laughs> and the Lord told me to do this one time. All right. All right. And whoever wants to make a lap, go for it. Come on in Mary Gail's response. All right. Come on. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Yes, Lord. Praise God. Yep, yep, she'd be right there right now, right, coming right around. Yep, amen. Thank you, Lord. Now, I do want to say this. Uh, after a while, when, when we worship in tithes and offerings, we have $1,011 left on the budget of the refurb of the Super Kid Academy room, rooms now. Amen. So I want you to know that ahead of time before tithes and offerings get here. So if you want to sow into that, you can sow into this as a, as a memorial to Mary Gail Williams. Amen. Amen. Because that reading room is going to be, have her name on it until the rapture. Praise God. It's $1,011 total left on that. on the reading. And if you've not been in there, if any of you haven't been in there, oh, dear Jesus. Amen. It's different. Now, that's what we've done with this, these rooms. This gives you a hint of where we're going with Super Kid Academy in our own building and Advanced Christian Academy. We're talking color, we're talking joy, we're talking love, we're talking peace, and we're talking a whole lot of fun in the excellence of the Spirit and the Word of God. Amen. Amen. I love you. Praise God. All right. Hallelujah. Wow. I need to get a drink. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Well, y'all left a little preaching room. <laughs> a little time for, for the word. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. I remember I remember growing up as a as a kid, the little, uh, church I went to, it wasn't particularly little, but it was close-knit. And uh, there was one, one lady in that congregation when the Spirit would get to move, and it wasn't normally a real, uh, I, did, I did, as a little child, it wasn't a real um, expressive church in praise and worship. What you would typically see was smiles and hugs and tears 
I did see people have hands laid on them at the altar a number of times as a child. But there was one little lady that used to sit kind of in the middle, if you're at the pulpit, in the right-hand section back there in the middle of the church. They had pews. And uh, she'd get this cloth handkerchief, and she'd wave it and go, Woo! Woo! I mean, the Holy Ghost was moving. Woo! So if any of you ever feel like you know you want to you know wave a handkerchief and and you know it won't scare me I'm 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 used to it, Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Let's open our Bibles to uh, John chapter fourteen verse twelve. <laughs> Praise God, and we're going to continue our study this week on the manifestations, the gifts and manifestations of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. We're going to make some, we're going to travel some distance today. Amen. Amen. I want to get something very specific to you before we get finished, but I'm going to try to be, I'm not going to try to be brief. I'm going to try to be efficient. Amen. Amen. John chapter 14, verse 12 is a wonderful scripture. Jesus said here, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believes on me, now remember I've taught you before, this word believes on means adheres to, trusts in, clings to, and relies on. It doesn't just mean mentally ascend to believe in. This, this has a, a, a fellowship relationship operation to it. He that adheres to, trusts in, relies on, and clings to me, the works that I do shall he do also. The works that I do shall he do also. I don't even want to read the rest of that verse because people get hung up on greater works shall he do. Um, I don't really think the church needs to be concerned a whole lot about doing greater works until they get fully doing the works. What are the works of Jesus? Here they are. Teaching. Preaching and healing. Teaching is proclaiming. Excuse me. Preaching is proclaiming. Preaching is proclaiming. Teaching is expounding. So you proclaim a truth. So I could tell you A squared plus B squared equals C squared. And that has to do with trigonometry. Okay, I just proclaimed it. Right. Now I could expound it and say to you that A squared plus B squared equals C squared is a Pythagorean theorem. However, it's really not a theory anymore because it has been proven to be accurate. Right. And so A being one side of a right triangle, which has a 90 degree angle in it, a triangle that has at least one, you, you can't have a triangle with more than one 90 degree angle in it, <laughs> but you have a 90 degree angle and then the hypotenuse, or that one that goes from that point to that point, okay, she's got one leg that's A, one leg that's B, and then that angle side is C. So if you know A and you know B, you can figure out C. Right. And you can use that anywhere in the world, any time of the day or night, and it'll work for you. Right. All right, now I've, now I've expounded. I've been teaching a little bit, just a little, just a little, just a little. I didn't, I'm not... Some of you right now, you've got your toes crossed, hoping we don't talk about trigonometry anymore <laughs> further. But now, we would heal it. 
Healing would be, okay, what kind of an issue do you have? We're going to build a building. And we want to know that we're squaring, we're laying out this house, the foundation, and we want to square it up. Well, if I know what one side is, and I know what the other side is, then I just, all I need to know is what that far corner to far corner is, the angle across there, right? I can figure that. I can figure what it's supposed to be. So I don't have to just lay something out and then go working at it. I can figure that out, what it's supposed to be when we're staking it and running our strings. I want to tell you a funny story real quick. Back from when I was working with Puss and Pickle Puss, Sims and Parmer Lee and Chet Brummett, we were building a new house in Plainville, Indiana. This was 1976. Excuse me, 1978. And uh, <clears throat> there was a couple of guys, brothers, Gary and Larry. I won't say the last names. They might still be around and watching this. Gary and Larry had a construction company, and they hired the four of us, five of us, to come work with them to build this house. Well, they showed up. We all showed up the day that we're going to lay out Lay the, lay the foundation out, right? And they get out of transit. Now transit, even in 1978, was a pretty high-tech piece of equipment. You know, you got this little scope kind of thing on a tripod, and, and, they, and they went to work with that thing. They literally worked on it for six hours, trying to square up that foundation. Well, they never did get it square with the transit. But they didn't want anybody messing with any other ideas. So we got ready to leave that day, and Puss Simpson says to me, he says, you meet me here 6 o'clock tomorrow morning before anybody else shows up. I said, yes, sir. So we got there at 6 o'clock the next morning before anybody else was there, and we got out some wooden stakes and some nylon staging, that string, nylon string, staging. And we went out there with our tape measures and our staging, and we did some right triangle trigonometry, simple right triangle trigonometry, and in about 10 minutes we had the thing staked and squared. Right. And they got there and got out and pulled out their transit and their tripod and just come walking over, and I'll never forget, Larry said, what's that? And Gary said, looks to me like they've got it laid out. <laughs> Larry said to Puss, you got it laid out? Yep. Gary said, good. Larry said, no, well, let's check it with the, with the uh, um, transit. Puss said, you don't need that thing. Put it back in the truck. <laughs> no, and definitely don't make, move those stakes because we're ready to dig. Right. <laughs> okay, that is the healing part of right triangle trigonometry. That's an application. Right. That's all. There's nothing mystical about Jesus' healing ministry. Right. It's the application of what he preached and what he taught. Right. Amen. Amen. Signs, wonders, miracles, healings. Um, those, those were the applications ministry, the applications part of what he taught. What did he teach? The Word of God, the Spirit of God, being led by the Spirit of God. Amen? What did he preach? He didn't just preach, hey, receive me as Savior so you don't have to go to hell. Now, that, that was a that's a really cool part of it. Amen. Right. Amen? So this is all he did. This is his works. Everything Jesus did was in one of those three categories, preaching, teaching, or healing. Matthew chapter 9, verse 35, you don't have to turn to it, but it says, He went throughout all the cities and villages, preaching and teaching in their synagogues, preaching in their synagogues, teaching and healing all manner, all manner of sickness and disease. Amen. Amen. 
as Matthew 9.35. And John 14.12 says, if we believe on Him, we'll do the same thing. Amen. I can tell you right now, I'm going to cut the devil off at the knees on this, okay? Well, didn't you just have a memorial service for someone in your congregation that went home with the Lord? Why didn't you get them healed? I cannot, and you cannot, override someone else's will. Even Jesus, in His hometown of Nazareth, there He could do no mighty works. Amen. Especially when, let's just go here since we're really specific, especially when someone walks closely with the Lord in the Spirit, when they get a witness that their work is finished, and then that, like a couple weeks, two, about three weeks ago happened now, they get a, they get a, a, a vision of heaven, they get a, a taste of heaven. Um, you're going to have a hard time talking about that. Because to be there is far better than to be here. Amen. You understand what I'm saying? We don't, we don't make any excuses. We just do whatever God says to do. I told a young man in Tennessee this week, um, we were having a conversation, and he asked me a question, and it was time to share the testimony of him with him of having raised four people from the dead, either laying hands on them or speaking to them. He was astonished. Amen. I said, but... Don't talk me out. Don't try to talk me out of that power being available to us, but it's by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Right. I didn't just immediately go, okay, now I have a dead-raising ministry. Anytime I'm around anybody that's dead, i got to try to raise them from the dead. Right. You know, what happens is a lot of people decide, oh, now I'm going to do that every time that situation occurs. Right. Every time there's a, this sickness or that sickness or that situation, amen, there's people shoveling junk into their bodies all the time and then wanting healing. They're shoveling absolute poison into their bodies. And then wanting healing. Amen. I'm willing to try. Amen. But I'm not real good at explaining why the Word doesn't work. When we apply the Word and the Spirit of God and something doesn't change, I'll guarantee you somebody's will is involved. It's somebody's will that's involved. Amen. Well, I have stories I want to tell you right now. I'm going to resist that because it, I don't want to lose out on the time that I need to get to where I need to be. Thank you, Lord. You know something I appreciate about this family, this faith family? Y'all allow me to get close to you in living experience but yet you've learned to honor the anointing through me and Pastor Sherry and not cut him off because you happen to know me in the natural. I really appreciate that. There's a lot of churches don't have that. But now I've worked hard, and Pastor Sherry's worked hard to to cultivate that. Amen. 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 I I don't like familiar spirits. (laughs) Y'all probably realize that. I don't like them. So So I push them away. And that's why some folks that want to hold on to familiar spirits go away. Amen. I'm not going to shortchange. Here's the thing that gets to me. I'm not going to shortchange God with His ability to teach, preach, and heal through me by letting familiar spirits limit me. Right? 
But I'm also not going to shortchange you from having a real friend in your pastor Amen. that's real, tangible. Amen. Amen. But if you start getting too familiar and you start shortchanging the Holy Spirit, that's on you, not on me. Right. Amen. Amen. But I appreciate this church family, this congregation, this, this faith family, because we've learned some things. Amen. Glory to God. We, we've learned some things. We, we know some things about walking in the Spirit. Amen. Amen. It's good. And by the way, all y'all watching and, and fellowshipping with us online, if you didn't take that running lap a while ago because you're not here, get up and take it now. Amen. Amen. You don't have, it doesn't have to be a big one. Just do a little circle in front of your chair, wherever you happen to be sitting, in Marigale's honor. Amen. Luke chapter 4, verses 18 and 19. Let's look at this. Luke chapter 4, <clears throat> verses 18 and 19. Jesus said in verse 18, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel. What's gospel mean? Good news, the news of God's goodness. He's anointed me to preach the news of God's goodness to the poor. That would mean they're not going to be poor anymore. Right. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. That means they're not brokenhearted anymore. Right. To preach deliverance to the captives. That means they're not enslaved anymore. Right. And recovering of sight to the blind. That means they can see. Right. To set at liberty them that are bruised. That means their internal workings of their soul. Amen. They're healed. Their hearts, their, their, their minds, wills, and emotions are healed. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. I, I love one version of the Bible. It says the good, perfect, and acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. This is the year of the goodness, of the exceedingly abundant goodness of God. Amen. Amen. And we're talking about the good and ex perfect and acceptable year of the Lord. Or this season we're in of His amazing mercy and grace. I need to deal with this for just a minute because God wants to. There's, there's been a wave, there have been waves of preaching and teaching, preaching and teaching on the grace of God. And many, many people have taken it and run with it because of the grace of God. They're free to sin. But the grace of God makes us free from sin, not free to sin. Because of the wrong teaching of grace and the wrong usage of the grace of God, a lot of faith preachers have backed off from teaching on grace right. for fear that the people will misuse it. Right. Well, I can't throw that out. I can't let that slip. Just because people misuse it. People misuse salvation all the time. People misuse the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hey, people misuse their cars. People, some people misuse their guns. Yep. Amen. Amen. People misuse all kinds of things. Right. Amen. Amen. I had a fellow say to me just recently, I'm kind of down on church. I said, me too. <laughs> he blinked his eyes once. And then he told me about his bad experience in church. 
I didn't think about it at the moment. Of course, I was trying to be kind. But I thought about it later. So you had a bad experience in church, so you don't go to church anymore. You're a Christian, born again, Holy Ghost baptized. But I don't go to church anymore because I had a bad experience at church. I wish I'd have thought to ask him right in the moment. You got a truck? Car? You ever had a lemon? You ever had a car that broke down on you? Truck that wouldn't start? Yep. You quit driving? Amen. Ain't doing that anymore. I had a bad one. Had a bad experience with a car. I'm done driving. I suppose there might be some devilish help in deciding that I've had a bad experience at church. I'm not going anymore. They're all bad. Well, then don't drive anymore. Get the bus. Or walk. Get you, a, get you a mule. <laughs> the lawnmower quit. There's one fellow that drives by our house about every other day on lawnmower. He rides by. I, I, we don't need to know about that. <laughs> Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Glory be to God. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power with power. That's when Jesus of Nazareth became Jesus the Christ. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. What did he do? He went about doing good. Wait a minute. If this is the year of the exceedingly abundant goodness of God, what did it take for Jesus to be able to go about doing good? The anointing of the Holy Ghost and power. It took the Spirit of God. Jesus of Nazareth uh, didn't have a history of going about doing good, healing all the repressed of the devil, for God was with him before he got anointed with the Holy Ghost and power. Amen? And we're, are we Christians? That means you're like Christ. That, that means if you believe on him, you do the same stuff he does. You trying to get us into this, Pastor Bob? I intend to get you so fired up about the gifts and manifestations of the Holy Ghost that you can't stand to live a day without them. Because right. Amen. Amen. I said it last, I said it last Sunday, I'm going to say it again. If you're not getting led, if you don't feel like you're being led by the Spirit of God to operate in signs, wonders, and miracles, and healings, it's not because the Spirit of God's not talking to you. It's because you're not listening. Well, amen. Glory to God. I wrote down this is a word of wisdom. Is God with you? Yes, He is. He's in you. Amen. Yes, He is. Acts chapter 1, verse 8 says, You shall receive power to be witnesses. That's testimony with proof. When the Holy Ghost has come upon you. I know all this, Pastor Bob. I've been around Pentecostal circles for a long time. Good, 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 good. That's great. That's great. So if you know it, why aren't you doing it? If you have the power to be a witness, why aren't you? Testimony with proof. Now, wait a minute. You arguing with somebody that Christianity is better than Muslim or Hindu or whatever else is not testimony with proof. Right. 
testimony with proof, you have healing in you. You have the healer. You have miracles in you. You have the miracle worker. Amen. Amen. Yeah, but I, you know, I really, I, you know, I'm, I'm just not like that. I know. That's why I'm preaching this. Because you're not like that. Again, I'm not making eye contact with anyone. Praise God. Got to be real cautious here. This. Amen. I used to be more hungry for this than what I have been in recent years. When we left Texas to come up here, I was so hungry with this. I'll never forget Angelo Metropolis. Oh, dear God. A Greek evangelist. Holy Ghost baptized, tongue-talking, Bible-thumping, pew-walking. Dear God, I'm talking about the backs of the pews. Oh, man. Bill Bozanski, Dr. Bill. We hear stories of the Smith Wigglesworths, and we rejoice. Of the John G. Lakes, and we rejoice. Of the Oral Roberts and the Healing Crusades, the Kenneth E. Hagans and the Healings and the Holy Ghost Meetings, and we rejoice, praise God, the E.W. Kenyans and the powerful prayer ministry and the word ministry, and we rejoice and where are those people now? Where are, where, where are they that are breathing in the body of Christ now? Where, where are this generation of absolutely, you just get around them and you can tell, there's, not just tell, there's something different, you know it's God. Think about that report of Wigglesworth walking into a factory. You know, Wigglesworth wouldn't allow when uh, um, Lester Summerall was a, an um, apprentice minister with Smith Wigglesworth, went to his home in England, and he knocked on the front door and he had the London Times rolled up under his arm, the newspaper. Wigglesworth met him at the door, and he said, what's that? Dr. Summerall, we hadn't doctor then, Lester said, Summerall said, it's the London Times. He said, not in my house. Don't allow that trash in my house. How much trash do you let in your house? No, wait a minute, don't, don't answer me yet. How much negative words do you allow in the temple of the Holy Ghost? How much negativity do your eyes, your ears, and your mouth allow in to live in? Amen. And then we wonder why we don't have the power of God in the church today. I'm talking, about, I'm not talking about church meetings. This is no more church as usual. This is the church becoming the church everywhere we go. We don't just come in here and be the church. Let me drag somebody in here so they can get a miracle. We got miracles out there. Healings out there. Signs and wonders out there. Amen. Jesus didn't drag everybody to the synagogue. Come on to the synagogue, I'll get you healed. Amen. Uh, neither did James, Peter, John, Philip, Stephen. Amen. Paul. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, Sunday's coming. And uh, I, if I get you to go to my synagogue with me, I can get you healed. Amen. I'm not talking about you being emotional. I'm talking about you being spiritual. 
I'm talking about you walking spiritually, not naturally, carnally. Yes, we're in natural physical bodies, but we get consumed with all the physical senses, what we see, smell, hear, taste, and touch. And it just completely floods our being with all the sensitivity to the natural realm, and we become totally unfocused and even a lot of times unaware of the spiritual realm until there's some kind of problem that we can't reason out or work hard enough to do, and then we turn to prayer. And I'm talking to you about walking in the power of the Spirit all the time. And we'll give you scripture on why you should. And we'll give you, you don't think I'm going to preach this without word. This is not Pastor Bob's opinion. Amen. I'm going to do this with, without, or in spite of other people. Um, Walking in the power of the Spirit, not just the warmth of the Spirit. Walking in the power of the Holy Ghost, not just the warm, fuzzy feeling of the Spirit of God. I love the warm, fuzzy feeling of the Spirit of God. I live there all the time. Amen? Amen? Amen. But we have a power walk. The power shall be on you when the Holy Ghost has come up on you. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Y'all doing all right? Nobody choking out yet, right? If anybody get a little bit faint at the power of the Spirit of God, just sit back in your seat. Brace yourself a little bit. Amen. Amen. Verse 4 and 5. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. The Apostle Paul speaking here, and he says, My speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but my speech and my preaching was in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. So that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. I have no issues with people being called doctor. I have no issues with PhDs, MDs, or anything else. But I didn't have to have one to raise people from the dead. Or heal sick bodies. What I find that is required in that is a knowledge of Jesus Christ. Amen. This, this has been flooding me in recent days and weeks. Isn't it amazing? Jesus is the only way into the Father. He's the only way to the Father. But, but you go through Jesus to the Father by the Holy Spirit, and then you become blended with the Father and in the Spirit, and that produces Jesus Christ in you and on you. Isn't it amazing? Jesus going in and Jesus coming out. Isn't that cool? He's the only way to the Father. But then we get in there and we have a real relationship and fellowship with the Father. We become blended in Him. And the production of that is Jesus in us and on us and through us. Amen. We're not trying to prove our Christianity. We're walking out who we are. Like we said last week, this is who we are. This is what we do. Signs, wonders, and miracles, healings, that's what we do. That's what we do. That's not what we sit around in church for and we wait and we think, well, if this preacher's got anything, God will back him up and show me a sign or a wonder. Jesus did that his whole life, his whole ministry life. And then said, anybody that trusts in, clings to, relies on, and adheres to me will do this. 
Amen. There's no judgment. Well, I mean, you, we all judge ourselves, all right? right? My speech and my preaching. You know, if I didn't have the power of the Holy Ghost on me to do what I'm doing right now, I just would not do this. Right. Amen. Amen. I would not do this. I thank God every time when I have been preaching, teaching, and healing because I can't do this by myself. I didn't want to do this by myself. If I'm going to perform, I, I did that for years with a guitar and a microphone. I know about performance a lot. But when the Spirit of God, when the Father Himself, man, comes up and wants to love on His people without limits, just let me love my people without limits. Pour me out. Like you can't pour out what you don't have. This power of signs, wonders, and miracles. Wait a minute, wait a minute. When we're talking about the Holy Ghost coming upon you, the Holy Ghost is God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of your Father. The Spirit of Christ. So when you're having a blended fellowship, and, he, and, and it, I'm talking about an all-in, spirit, soul, and body. Your, your, your body's in, your emotions are in, everything about you is in. Amen. You're having a blended fellowship with the Father in the Spirit, and the Holy Spirit comes up on you. That's God. I don't know why so much of the church misses this. Well, you know, I'm just not into, you know, all, I know, that's why I'm preaching. Because the Father is hungry for you. The Father is hungry for His people. The Father is hungry. He answers your hunger. You want, you want me to tell you the day and the hour that the rapture will occur? I know. Look how quiet you all got. I know the day and the hour that the rapture will occur. You want to hear it? Most of you are afraid to say yes. Well, no, Pastor, I don't want to help you get into blasphemy. I mean, you know, the Bible says nobody knows the day and the hour. I do. It will be the day and the hour that the body of Christ gets so hungry for the presence of Jesus that their faith draws him off the throne. That's it. He'll respond to your hunger. He always does. He'll respond to your faith. He always does. That's what he does. If we're not seeing signs and wonders, it's because we're not hungry for them. Amen. We're not seeing healings and miracles. It's because we're not hungry for them. He's not sitting around being the passive one and we're trying to get him to do something. That word. Amen. And the song we sang, God has said yes to you. He said in his word, every answer in him, all things in Jesus Christ are yes and amen. God has said yes to you. And it's up to you to say amen or so be it. God is waiting for your so be it. He's waiting for your amen. He's waiting for you to stand up and say, I see your yes. I say amen. God has said yes. He's waiting for you to say, so be it. Well, amen. Praise God. I wish Mary Gail was here. She'd jump and run right now. No, I'm, 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 I wouldn't wish her back from heaven at all. Praise God. Just kidding. Wow, here's a word of wisdom. Your faith or confidence must be through your own personal experience with the Father, with Father God. Your faith and confidence must be through your own personal experience with Father God. 
in Christ Jesus by the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the open door to the Father. Go to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Thank you, Lord. Now, don't you all fall asleep yet because we're just getting to the part I'm supposed to, to deliver today. Ephesians chapter 4, we're talking about gifts and manifestations of the Holy Spirit, right? Yes, Verse 8 says, Wherefore he says, When he, Jesus, ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. These gifts are graces. How do they come? By the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. These gifts are manifestations of the Spirit of God. Right. Verse 11, here are the gifts. Here are the manifestations. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Why? For the perfecting or the equipping or the maturing of the saints, the people of God, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, for the building up and increasing of the body of Christ. He gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. These are graces. These are gifts of the Holy Spirit. You want to see a gift of the Holy Ghost? You want me to manifest the gift of the Holy Ghost in front of you right now? The grace the pastor. Amen. Manifestation of the Holy Ghost right here, right now. Pastor, you want to see two of them? Stand up, Pastor Sherry. Come here. Make me look better. You, you always do. See, don't I look better now? <laughs> Manifestation of the Holy Ghost. Manifestation of the grace. Amen. Wait a minute. Why did he do it? What? It's a humble honor. Amen. I thought you were grumbling when you were going over there. <laughs> It's a humble honor, and it sounds like brr, 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 to me. I, mean, I won't call you up again, but I mean, I know that. I know better. Think about this. Why did he give these gifts? For the perfecting of the saints, for the perfecting of his people, for the work of the ministry. Amen. Not to sit and watch the work of the ministry. Not to just support the work of the ministry. Right. To take up the work of the ministry. Amen. What ministry? Of Jesus Christ. Right. We have a leadership team here. In this, in this ministry. The leadership team. Are the front line. Of support. To this pastorate. Which is. I'm going to tell you. You want to see the. the, 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 the you want me to just manifest prophet? Okay, But every one of us don't just support the pastor and the prophet. That's, right. That's our work in the local church. Amen. But through the local church, we manifest Amen. Jesus Christ right. by the Holy Spirit. That's why we dance, shout, and spin about. Right. We let our emotions go. We let our soul go of all the weights. Pastor Sherry led in this in prayer this morning. Get rid of all the natural concerns all the weights and all the junk we deal with, right. all that sensitivity stuff that we deal with, so that we can really, really actually experience being light and free and victorious. Amen. 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 That's a good thing. It's not just Pentecostal emotionalism. Right. Amen. It's a good thing. Glory to God. Amen. Because we blend with God.
But he, he sent these gifts to manifest the perfecting or maturing and equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. You got to get this. What's the work of the church? Have meetings? Come together so the pastor has a salary? No. What's the work of the church? A place to assemble. And assemble in what? Assemble in Jesus Christ. Right. Amen? To make manifest the body of Christ Jesus. Right. Um, i got to point this out to you real quick, and then we're going to go somewhere else that I'll finish today. Mark chapter 16. Mark 16, verses 19 and 20. Thank you, Lord. Mark 16, verses 19 and 20. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, He was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God the Father. And they, say, that's me. That's me. They, all of they, not just, not, not, no, 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 not just those 12 apostles. Right. All of His disciples went forth and proclaimed everywhere the Lord working with and confirming the word with signs following. The Lord will work with and confirm His word coming out of your mouth. Every time. Amen. That's, that, you, listen to me. You, your faith has got to go to the place where your faith is in the Word of God, that God said, this is what He does. This is who He is, and this is what He does. He works with and confirms His Word coming out of your mouth. When the Word of healing comes out of your mouth in Jesus' name, the Lord, the Master, works with it and confirms it. What's that? Manifests it. Amen. When the words of, of miracles comes out of your mouth, the Word of God concerning miracles, the Word of God concerning signs comes out of your mouth. Amen? The Lord works with and confirms His Word with signs following. Well, what if I say it and it doesn't happen? You haven't got it yet. See, you've got to get back to that relationship, that fellowship with Him. You only say what you hear the Father say. And you do what you've seen the Father do. But if you ain't got time to see Him do, and you ain't got time to hear Him say, you ain't got nothing. So you're trying to mimic somebody else. And He doesn't work with what's not faith. Faith is confidence. When you know that you've seen the Father do it. You, in your personal, 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 personal fellowship. Yeah, I know, Pastor Bob, this, this thing, I just haven't heard him, I haven't seen him. Well, it's not his problem, it's you. Right. I love you, but I'm pastoring right now, okay? Amen. If you're not hearing and seeing direction in the supernatural, it's not him, it's you. Amen. You want to settle that. Amen. Settle that issue. But do we really want it? I intend to stay on this until you can't stand to live without it. Amen. 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 Until you can't stand to live without it. I, amen. Thank you, Lord. You're going to force me? And I'm just going to keep feeding you good stuff until you can't stand to not have it. Amen. Somebody right now, tell me what your favorite food is. Somebody. Salad. Salad, seafood? Steak? I want you to just for a moment think about your most favorite salad, Pastor Sherry. I mean, it's got 
everything you want. Just close your eyes and think about it for a minute. Julie, pick up seafood. Now just close your eyes and I want you to visualize that. James, steak. Just go ahead, close your eyes and visualize that. Think on that, think on that. Think. What's it smell like? What's it taste like? What's it feel like in your mouth when you're chewing? Anybody salivating yet? But, you know, but you're pretty close if you're really doing this. Why? Because that salivation is a, a natural response to what your mind thinks on. Amen. Amen. When you're thinking on and dwelling on and meditating on signs, wonders, miracles, healings, the gifts and manifestations of the Holy Ghost, your spirit will start to salivate. Amen. And it's, amen. It, watch this. Where's the salivation happen? By your tongue. By your tongue. Your spirit will begin to salivate words that your tongue just has to speak out. Okay. Amen. Some of you just want to go eat lunch right now. I know. you just All right, Pastor Bob, I was thinking all my favorite food, and I'm hungry. Are you done yet? I'm close. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Praise God. I've been trying to get here for two weeks. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. Now concerning spiritual, see that word gifts in your Bible? It's in italics, that means it was not in the original Greek. What the, Bible, what the Greek, what the Bible actually says is, Now concerning spirituals, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. What, what the Greek says here is, Now concerning things that are of and pertaining to the Holy Ghost. I would not have you ignorant about these. That ignorant means un, uh, untaught or taught wrong. Right. Unknowing or wrong knowing. Let's look at verse 4. 4, 5, and 6. Verse 4 says, There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. That, that's showing us the Holy Spirit. Verse 5 says, There are differences of, differences of administrations, but the same Lord. Talking about Jesus, Christ, the Son. Verse 6 says, There are diversities of operation, but it is the same God which works all in all. Talking about the Father. So you got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost in those three verses. We're going to come back and deal with these more going forward, but today I want to get to this. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Or to profit all. For Now wait a minute, you got to remember, this is a letter to the church, Right? And so our desire for this is to have this in the church. Amen. We don't want to be, to, and this is what's turned a lot of the children of God off. We don't want to be, I don't care if this stuff manifests through me or not. I want it to be in our church. I want it to be in our fellowship. I want it to be in our congregation. I want it to be in our faith family. Our church all over, whether it's in Indiana, Mississippi, uh, India, Pakistan, Kenya, wherever, Uganda, wherever we may be. Right. Amen. Amen. I want Jesus Christ to have His way through our fellowship. Right. I don't care who it manifests through. And that's what's really gotten uh, restrictive to the body of Christ. It's like it's got to happen through the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, pastor, or teacher. I just showed you from Ephesians 4 for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. Amen. 
I want to be. I want to. I want to see. I want to see this stuff flow through the body of Christ, as God wills, as the Spirit wills, which is the way this happens. Amen. Let's run through this briefly in the time I have left. Verse seven. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. To another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another faith, that special faith, by the same Spirit. To another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another the working of miracles. To another prophecy. To another discerning of spirits. To another tongues. And to another the interpretation of tongues. But all these work that one and self-same Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he wills. Now, going forward, I'm going to teach you on all these gifts individually. We're going to go through these individually so that you have a full understanding, amen, of each one of them. Now, if the rapture occurs before we get done, do not miss that. <laughs> Don't stay here and say, I'm not, I can't go. Pastor Bob's not done with this series. I'll finish the series in heaven. Amen. amen. Thank you, Lord. But I want you to go over to verse 31. Because he's been talking about all this stuff. In verse 31, the Word of God says, But covet earnestly the best gifts. Well, what are the best gifts? They're the ones needed at the time. Amen. The best gifts are the ones needed at the time. I want to deal with this. But covet earnestly. Covet earnestly the best gifts. Covet earnestly the manifestations of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Covet them earnestly. Do we do that? I mean, I could tell you thousands of Christians that are waiting for God. You do it. If He shows up, you do it. If He doesn't, you know, whatever. I'm kind of here. I want to do something, Father. I'm just kind of Mr. Passive about that thing. It'd be really cool. I love to see signs and wonders. But are we coveting earnestly? Well, I thought we're not supposed to covet. The Bible tells you to. You just got to be a little bit wise about what you covet. So let's define some words here. The word covet in the Greek means focused on, intensifying, passionate desire. Do we have passionate desire for the gifts and manifestations of the Holy Ghost? I mean, we got a lot of tongues, interpretation of tongues in the Pentecostal Word of Faith, full gospel church, charismatic circles. We don't see a lot of the power gifts, healings, miracles. We're getting to hear a lot more prophecy. You ought to watch that because a lot of the prophets are flaky. Strong faith, miraculous faith. Amen. We hear words of wisdom, words of knowledge. But are we coveting our... Do we have passionate desire? The word covet means to show focused passion. Have you focused your passion on these gifts? I will not have a church without this. We've got to have this in my church, our church. That's right. Amen. Amen. I've got to have this. I've got to have this. We've got to have this. This, is, this profits everybody. It's profit with all, for all. It's profits everybody, spirit, soul, body, relationships, and finances. Amen? The word, I'm, I'm defining the word covet. It means what a person, person truly yearns for. When's the last time you truly yearned 
for miracles in your midst. I'm not talking about, oh, it'd be cool if God would do that. That's not yearning. Truly, what a person truly yearns for. You're told to do it. This is a command, not a suggestion. Covet means to greatly desire. Covet means to long for. I long for it. You know, if you haven't had it for a while, you can have a longing. Covet means to desire very much. Isn't that good? Y'all are way too quiet. That's okay. Because repetition is a great instructor. But we are commanded by the Word of God to covet these gifts and manifestations. We're commanded to focus on them. We're, we're commanded to intensify our focus. We're commanded to have a passionate desire for the manifestation of gifts of the Holy Ghost. We're commanded to show forth focused passion. We're, co- we're commanded to, to truly yearn for them, to greatly desire them, to long for them, and to desire them very much. Amen. Amen. Hebrews 11.6. Hebrews 11.6. I want you to get your eyes on this. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Without faith, it's impossible to please him, for he that comes to God must believe that he is, and here's the quote, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. What's that mean? Diligently means speed, haste, swiftness, zealous, one's very best. Do you give your very best with zeal? Concerning the gifts and manifestations of the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Spirit is God. He wants, he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. He's a rewarder of them that are swift. That run with swiftness, speed, haste, zealous. Gives one's very best. Well, I don't have time to give my best. I mean, God understands. He knows my heart. i got a lot to do. Yeah, He knows your heart. He knows your heart very well. He knows where your heart is. It's not for that. It's for something else. All the other stuff. But yet the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians that this is what profits. P-R-O-F-I-T-S. We want profit in our lives. We want money in our lives. We want profit. We want to increase. Amen. And the Word of God says the gifts and manifestations of the Holy Ghost profits all in every way. And then, we're, then we see that He is a rewarder of them that Swiftly, hastily, speedily, with zeal. Amen? Amen. Give our best. Diligently seek. I like this word. You all right with these definitions? I'm about finished. Amen. Then you can go follow up on your salivation. (laughs) (laughs) To seek means to investigate. To reach a binding resolution. Sounds like covenant to me. To search. Getting to the bottom of a matter. He is a rewarder of them who with speed, haste, swiftness, zealousness, zeal, and gives one's best to investigate, to reach a binding resolution with God, to search out God, and getting to the bottom of the matter of where are these gifts and manifestations of the Holy Ghost? I gotta get to the bottom of this matter. Where are they? I gotta have them. We gotta have them. It profits everybody. Glory. 
Well, you're just emotional, Pastor Bob. Yeah, I got zeal. I'm diligent. I'm seeking. I'm trying to get you to investigate why they're not showing up in your life. Amen. I'm not, I'm not putting you down. I'm, I'm telling you, we've all been infiltrated by the world. When I say all, I mean the church, the global church. Do you know what these gifts will do in the lives of our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan right now? Translation, baby. They tried to throw Jesus off a cliff in Nazareth, had a hold of him. He set his face and walked right through them. I can't wait to hear the, the, the testimonies of my brothers and sisters who set their face and walked right through the Taliban. And any other band. Amen. Glory to God. Your Bible tells you to covet and diligently seek Him in manifestation of His gifts in your life. Amen. And then if you look back there at 1 Corinthians 12, verse 31, it says, And yet I show you a more excellent way. I have heard ignorant preachers, amen, they were taught wrong, wrong taught, wrong believing. I have heard ignorant preachers take the last statement in 1 Corinthians 12, 31 and say, because here we go, chapter 13 is the love chapter, right? I have had these, when I say ignorant, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about idiotic, I'm talking about ignorant. They don't know. They don't know what they don't know, but yes, they're teaching it. They're teaching what they don't know. Because verse 1 of chapter 12 says, I would not have you be ignorant. And yet I show you a more excellent way. I've heard preachers say, see, God really is not as concerned about all those gifts that he just took a whole chapter teaching you about. As he is love. And completely dismissed the power of the Holy Ghost. Taught very beautifully in chapter 12. For 31 verses. And how the body is many parts. And works together. Functions together. And then totally dismisses it. And saying yet I show you a more excellent way. So really what God's saying here. Is he really doesn't care about those gifts and manifestations. He just wants you to walk in love. Can I give you in one statement what God really says here? A more excellent way means it is the motivation for love, of love, love for your Father God, love for other people. Let love be your motivation for working with and in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He says, I'll show you a more excellent way. He says, now, all these gifts, I'm commanding you to covet them earnestly. And then he doesn't dismiss them. He says, and let me show you the way to covet them. Right. Love for your Father and love for other people. Because your blindness with the Father will manifest these things through you and those you're in fellowship with, and it will profit everybody. Amen. Let love be the motivation. Not, not oh, I, oh, Father, please, in Jesus' name. You know, I pastor this church, and man, it sure would be cool if 
we could have signs, wonders, healings, and miracles because that would really make me look like a good pastor to draw people to this church and fill this place up. And boy, it'd really be good. You know, what a marketing tool that would be. Do you think that isn't used a lot? I'll even tell you this. The devil has gone to work to help those, some of those guys to try to imposter some healings and deliverances. Amen. He'll back off in order to make it look like some things worked in order to get people following someone with a wrong motivation. Amen. We don't have a wrong motivation. We love God. We love others. Remember JSMI? Passion for God and passion for people. Pretty simple. Passion for God and a passion for people. You can't have a passion for God without having a passion for people. Amen. So love is our motivation. The more excellent way of, of coveting earnestly the gifts and manifestations of the Holy Ghost right. is love for Him right. and love for others. Right. I don't want you living without right. words of wisdom, words of knowledge, tongues interpretation, special faith, miracles, prophecies, healings. Amen. Amen. That's not the church. It's not the church. It's the mental church, not the spiritual church. Amen. Amen. That's why I don't call people up every time. Every, you know, every time we get together, I don't, okay, i got to have a healing meeting now, you know, because that's, you know, I want to look like I'm operating in the gifts. I'm operating in the gifts right now. My speech and my preaching are with demonstration of the Holy Ghost and power. Because Bobby can't do this by himself. Right. Amen. Amen. This does not work on me, by me. Amen. 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 You all right? Yes, sir. Did you get anything? Yes, sir. Are you better off than you were when you got here? Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. <laughs> That's just my imagination, okay? I mean, I didn't hear this spiritually, but I just, in my imagination, I heard Mary Gail kick, giggle. <laughs> Amen, Pastor Bob. <laughs> And that giggle, like, yeah. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. And I love each one of you. And each one of you has an amazing testimony of your strength, of your joy, of your love. I know you. I tell people all the time, I say, you, they say, how many people you got in your church? I say, you don't, who cares how many? Let me tell you about the people that I and Pastor Sherry get to pastor. They are the best I would rather go to war with that troop than an army of halflingers. That's a half-grown Belgian horse. That's what a halflinger is. They breed them half-size. I'd rather go to war with you guys than an army of thousands of wannabes because we're the real deal. Amen. Amen. Say it with me. This is who we are. It's what we do. do. And something good good. is going to happen to you today today. in Jesus' name. Father, thank you for your word today. We give you glory. We rejoice. We receive your word and we receive your spirit. And Father, we receive. We seek earnestly. We covet earnestly and seek diligently you and the manifestation of you through gifts, manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Exactly like your word, the covenant outlines. We receive right now 
the provisions of the manifestations of the Holy Spirit in our lives, in the ministry of Jesus Christ through every one of us, for the benefit of those through whom you flow to. You flow through us to them. We love you, Father, and we love others in the name of Jesus. And we rejoice for this new Moed we're in, this new season, this appointed time to walk in your goodness exceedingly abundantly, supernaturally, in Jesus' name. Well, if you believe it, say amen. Amen. Praise God. James, you ready to lead us in tithes and offerings? Remember, there's $1,011 left on that Super Kids budget. Let's knock that out. Amen. Amen. uh, Amen. Because the kids are having fun in there already. They are. Amen. (laughs)